What's up, guys? Welcome to the Care Coach Lead Show. This is Andrew Frezza with Melissa Dixon, and today we're going to be talking about how to enhance your class experience just through using the clock and the music a little bit better. All right, so for us, we break everything down into the five roles of the Rockstar Coach, the cheerleader, the director, the technician, the programmer, and the coach. So these two, there are these elements, the clock and the music, fall squarely under that director role, that macro setting, creating that energy in the room, things that are gonna create clarity, right? That's where the clock comes in to create clarity of where clients need to be at given times, when intervals are starting or ending, things like that. So we're gonna talk about how we have evolved it and use it at our, our facility to really maximize these different elements and really to take these things off the load of the coach. Because the, the real goal with all of these elements is to kind of set it and forget it to where it's not taking a lot of time and energy from the coach because these are not really coaching elements. These are just experience atmosphere elements. So the first thing we're gonna talk about is just the general clock. And this is, an, this is the smallest piece of all of it, but it's really important that you have the time visible in your gym where you can be see it from any part of the room. And where this is most important that I found is when you're at the beginning of class or pre-class that we call it the 10 minutes before class that we want to build relationships, we want to connect with individuals, we want to say hi to people, use their names. You don't want to be constantly walking away from those conversations or maybe, you know, if you had a watch on, great, you could check a watch, but not all of our coaches wear watches. So if you're having to leave conversations to check the time and you can't just glance out of the side of your eye to say, oh, it's, it's time to start, we got to go, um, you never want to start your classes late. You want to start them on time. So that's just an easy way to have that really straightforward. I feel like um, checking your watch also, if you're constantly looking at your watch, the body language of that tells a person who you're having that conversation with, like you're not in tune with me. You're already thinking about something else and you're not very present with me. So having that, I can glance over their shoulder and check the clock on the side and they don't really know that I'm not you know, that I am thinking about the time helps you preserve that message when you are trying to care for someone in those 10 minutes before class. What it also does is let those people have some kind of visible, do I have time to use the restroom? Am I, am I standing in line for the bathroom because you only have two bathrooms to use? Do I need to go, you know, make sure that I do it in the workout brief or in the warm-up brief, like, or do I have time to stand here and wait? You, it gives yeah, a lot of clarity. Do I have time to foam roll, like do this stretch? There's all these little things that people are trying to fit in right before class, mm -hmm. and it's just nice to know exactly where they stand. Mm -hmm. They're also, what we've seen is at the end of class, you know, you might finish a class, sometimes you finish a workout, it's 52 after the hour, it's 55 after the hour, 57 after the hour. Sometimes you go a little over, it's one minute after the hour when you finish and some people got to go straight to work. Some people got to get straight home because they're making a transition with another, their other spouse with their kids and having that, giving them, empowering them to have the ability to peek over, see exactly what time it is. And then I also like to communicate that and say, hey, we finished eight minutes early, we're gonna do some stretching today or we finished right at the hour, so as soon as you guys clean up, you are good to go for the day. If you guys gotta rush out, completely understand, you know, thank you for coming today. You can, you can work that clock into your just descriptions and your directing throughout the class to show empathy and make it all make sense. Yeah, that's especially a huge one at our noon class because we have people who come and lunch with us and they're also trying to eat within their lunch hour and we're squeezing a 45 minute class in there 
and it's one o'clock on the dot. Sorry guys, I know some of you guys have to run, so just clean up the kettlebells and head out, you know, put your score in sugar wad after you have dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about the actual workout clock. So we use a uh, website, I think it's like fit.lb, right? Or something Fit like Fitlb.com or something like that. So you can just Google Tabata timer and you'll see it in one of the top three search results there. But we use a TV and a computer stereo setup for our clock. We don't use like the traditional rogue wall timer or anything like that. And this gives us a lot more versatility. We can do a lot more creative intervals. It can also be a lot more bigger visually, like, you know, depending on, you're really only limited by the size of your TV screen that you want to purchase. So you could have a massive TV screen where people can see this from any part of the room or multiple timers working at once. And the key with this is that you want to have all of the beeps, all of the, the timestamps preloaded into it. So if you're doing a Tabata, 20 on, 10 off, you want to have those warnings of 18, 19, 20 seconds. And then, hey, we're about to start up again. Three, two, one, go, next interval. If that can all happen via beeps or an electronic voice, that, me that takes that completely off of your load as a coach, but it allows the clients to know where they stand at any given moment so they aren't getting off track. They're not you know, only working for 15 seconds of an interval. They're not falling behind and trying to play catch up. My favorite thing about the timer that we use, it's full screen, but the screen actually turns green, red, or yellow depending on what time you are in. So the work time is green time. The rest time is red time. And any transition time, so if you have a Tabata where you're 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, the 20 is always gonna pull the whole screen green. The 10 second rest is always gonna be a red, red. Um, red rest, but then the transition, if you have a minute in between Tabatas, that's a yellow transition mm -hmm. time. So you're always going to have a three second countdown towards the rest, towards the work, then you're going to have a, a rest timer that's yellow. And this is really brilliant when it comes to running heats in big classes, because you'll continually have to build in these heats and say, okay, group one, you're going in the green. Group two, you're going in the rest. Maybe it's a minute on, minute off and you have a second heat in that minute off, that that's their minute on, so they know, oh, who am I with, Where? who is I next to, they don't have to worry about that. If it's red, that's when it's my heat. If it's green, that's when it's my heat. They know when they're going. Yeah, and one little tip on, on how you can use the clock to actually get more coaching in is using heats or using uh, breaking people up, especially in a strength format. If you, let's say you have a strength that it's supposed to be every two minutes, well, you could break that up into two or four groups where you have a group going every minute or you have a group going every 30 seconds. And if you have a 16 person class and instead of everyone going at the top of the minute, you only get to coach one or two people and then you have a minute 40 of downtime where there's no one moving, there's no one to coach, you can put that into four groups of four. Everybody's going every 30 seconds. So they're still going every two minutes, but you as a coach always have a new group to coach so you're spending the entire window of that strength coaching, make, building relationships, connecting, as opposed to only having 20 seconds of an interval to coach and then the rest of it, everybody's just hanging out. And, and not only does that give you less coaching opportunities, but we found that that kind of sucks the energy out of the room as well because it's, you know, everyone's going at once and there's a ton of downtime. And where if you have always something going on, 
it really keeps the energy going for the duration of that, that section. Yeah, that's my favorite part, especially when it's like a one rep max day, or maybe it's a, just a heavy two or three reps, and it's something that you really need to get pumped for. Having everyone go every two minutes at the same time doesn't give anyone the opportunity to cheer each other on. So people will naturally stagger and kind of wait if they need that feeling to like, oh, I'm gonna let them lift first and then I'm gonna go so all eyes are on me so I can have that moment. And this gives them that, okay, I'm lifting this 30 seconds, then they're lifting in that 30 seconds, then those people are cheering me on when I'm the third. So you get this like crowd effect of like all of the other quadrants of people are watching these people lift and cheering them on and amping them up and firing them up and you get like a really good class experience out of it from being an athlete in that kind of class. Yeah, so let's move over to music now. Let's talk about really the three reasons you might use music. So I think the most obvious one is to help liven up and create energy in the room. You know, it adds to the workout experience to have that music, it adds to the motivation. Drowns out your suffering noises. Yeah, drowns out those <laughs> thoughts in your head. And that's really the most just like obvious example. I think the, the second one that's similar but slightly different is matching the intensity of that workout with the music. And I know there's, there's spin instructors and yoga teachers that get really into the nitty gritty and they, they build out these 60 minute playlists that, you know, go up and down with the goals of that day. But most, most coaches, you can just simply do this via volume. By using the volume and matching different times in those intervals, you can change the feeling, even if the beats per minute or the actual song isn't perfect. So again, going back to that Tabata format, if you have a way to easily turn down the music during a 10 second rest, and then it cranks up during the 20 seconds, that's a completely different experience than if the music just stays loud the entire time. And then the third uh, aspect of this is that music can really help you set up these checkpoints in the day to allow clients to know when they need to pay attention to you and when they can go and do their own thing, whether they need to warm up, work out, or maybe socialize, they're free to do it and they know they're not disrupting you. The music can kind of be this like Pavlovian uh, cue for them to know, hey, it's time for me to pay attention, it's time for me to listen. Yeah, we've sincerely conditioned our crowd to know if the music turns off, they're looking at us like, wait, okay, what are we coming up to the whiteboard? Like, what is she gonna do? What is he gonna do? They know where attention is required. And a, a lot of environments you'll see lend themselves to that when you start doing this, you're creating that habit of saying like, it's time to focus, it's time to listen. There, there are obviously times when, you know, keeping the music lower, you're, you can talk over the music, but you, don't, you never underestimate the population who can't hear you over the music or who are struggling to hear you and then aren't receiving proper instruction or just tuning you out because there's other things, there's, it's, there's other noise. They can talk because they don't feel like they're interrupting you. Um, so they will hold more side conversations when that music is on and lower. So a lot of times when we're in like a coach-led warm-up or something, we will have the music low because we don't want dead silence. We, we will yell over it in those times where we're saying on a 10 second rest saying, okay, now we're switching to bird dogs instead of glute bridges. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're, we're calling out those movements over the music because we want them to have that kind of relationship building time with each other in the class during the warm up. We want them to talk, so we wanna drown them out. But when it comes to coming up to the whiteboard, comes to, all right, we're about to go for a heavy one rep deadlift, all right, now it's time to listen to coach and talk about tempo and, and watch their demonstrations. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of nuance, nuance to this. 
One nuance that I want to share is I always make it a point to get the music up between classes, or if it's a noon class and we don't really have classes, like I try to get down onto the gym floor, make sure the music is turned up enough that people can hear it. Because I never want someone to walk into a low energy gym, a low energy environment. I don't want them to feel like they're walking into a library. If they're already there, I don't want them to feel like they can't have a normal conversation with someone without everyone, they're feeling everyone's eavesdropping mm -hmm. on that conversation, right? They're not gossiping. They just don't want to feel like everybody in the room is hearing every word that they're saying. It is a this, big privacy buffer. Right, privacy conversation. So that then keeps people from having conversations that they would otherwise normally have if there was a little bit of music going. And then that sets you up for when you do start the class, you have something to turn off, which becomes that, again, Pavlovian cue of, oh, okay, now the music's off, it's time to start. And I find that if coaches keep it too quiet between classes, they lose the ability to do that. You don't have a defined start time and, and people don't really fall in line. The chips don't fall as easily as they should. If you don't have music to turn down before that class, that automatically lends you to having to yell something at a class as your first <laughs> experience to direct them of, all right, hey, 9 a.m., come on up to the board. And then you're kind of like, dictating that more so than inviting them into it. Yeah, so let's talk about volume levels. You've alluded to it a little bit, and I think this is another key part of using the music to your advantage, is just knowing your numbers. Um, so for us, we have this the wheel that we can spin, and, and each building's different, but the metrics we can kind of use relatively. So in one building, 10 out of 10 volume is gonna be like 50, on the volume, whereas on the other building, 10 out of 10 is going to be like 28, 29 um, on that volume scale. So we know, okay, if we want to crank it up to 10 out of 10, it's going to be a 50 in this Beachfield building. It's going to be 28 next door. Now for different parts of class, you want to know pretty much a good range where you want to sit. So if we're talking about that pre-class or between classes, we're going to be at about 30 to 40% of that number. If we're talking about a warm-up, depending on what type of format, if it's coach-led, we might be even less than 30 to 40%. We might be only 10 or 20% because we just want a little bit of ambient noise. We want to be able to talk over it. If it's an on-your-own warm-up, we might be more like a 50 to 60% number. We can still talk over it. People can still have social, you know, that little bit of social interaction and easily converse without feeling like they're yelling, uh, but it's starting to pick up the energy a little bit. Then in a strength format, you know, I think there's a lot of variety in the strength because you might do a lot of coaching and cueing and you might want it in that five, six out of 10. But then if you're doing a one rep max, you go up to nine or 10 out of 10. And then with a workout, we really find that if, if someone is doing more pacing work, you want to keep it low. Whereas if it's a sprint workout or it's the end of a workout, people really need that extra push that's when we crank it up to that nine or 10 out of 10. Yeah, if we're doing five rounds for time and we're in the first minute, we might not have that volume, you know, you're gonna have it at that 50% mark. And then, you know, when they're getting into round two, you're still making some general cues, you're still yelling over the group saying like, all right guys, we're still pacing a little bit, almost time to pick it up, we're holding on towards halfway, then you're cranking it just a little bit more. I like to kind of, give it a little crescendo into the full intensity of when they're in that fourth and fifth round and it's, it's time to put the pedal down, you are full blast. You are full send on the music, your beats per minute are high, 
you know, you're really cranking it and really, you know, hyping the energy for the group. And, and hopefully that way no one's hitting that time cap. <laughs> yeah. And then I would, within that, I wouldn't be afraid to, once you do get it cranking high, don't be afraid to turn it down for moments. You can still crank it down for, you know, in, in minute eight of a 10 minute AMRAP, we have two minutes left. Like you could crank the music down to yell that, crank it right back up. And that almost adds to the experience more than it takes away. Because otherwise it's just, it's really just random noise. They're not hearing what you're saying if you're at an eight, nine, 10 out of 10 in your music. They're just hearing, hey, coach is yelling something. So if you, if you actually have something valuable to give, whether it be a, a, a cue or just like you really want them to feel your energy and feel that push, crank it down for a second, then pick it back up. I've had a lot of um, reinforcement for me to turn that music down because my voice is female. It doesn't carry as much. I'm like the Finding Nemo little turtle that they're like, you're cute, but I have no idea what you're saying. And it's, uh, it's helped me a lot to do those moments too. You know, if we're a minute 30 on and 30 seconds off, I'm turning that music completely down. I'm at one out of 10. And I'm saying, all right, guys, we just finished that first round. You recorded your calories. Now I want you guys to work on that breath, find a moment and recover. We're about to hit it again. Turn that music back up to where mm -hmm. it was and then proceed. And turning that down and letting them hear you, make sure that when you have something important to say, we've reinforced that when the music's down, you're tuning in to me. I have something to deliver to you, but it also lets you give those broad cues to the entire group and make sure you can deliver them to everyone and land them when you need to land them the most. Yeah. Um, so I want to touch on it again, when that music needs to be completely quiet. And for us, so we have, again, these two different buildings. One of the buildings where we do our briefs for the workout, the warm up, we're not actually not that close to the, the main speaker and to the music. So we'll still turn the music all the way down most of the time in that building. But if it's really dead quiet, like 4.50 a.m. class, we might actually have it on, you know, one or two out of a 10 while we give our briefs because it's a smaller class and we want to have, we don't want it to feel like, you know, people can't even like make a noise with their shoe without it being awkward. Um, but in the building next door, the speaker is right where we give our briefs. And we almost always, we always have coaches turn it down to zero when they're giving briefs because it, it can get super loud in there. And then anytime you have any ambient noise, it could be a fan, it could be you know, a personal training session or the leftovers from a previous class where people are having a bunch of side conversations, that's where I would go 100% music down because that's where those people that really have trouble hearing can struggle. Once there's two things competing for, for kind of their ears, or actually this would make it three things because you have you know, a fan, a little bit of music, and then you talking on top of it, those three things competing make it very hard, even if those other two things aren't super loud. Yeah, I would also add like um, kids with electronics in the room. <laughs> We've had our share of like iPad noises of a YouTube video that's just too loud from a kid without headphones or something, if that's something that you allow in your gym. I know there's a lot of spaces that don't have dedicated childcare. Mm -hmm. um, the, the flip side of that is um, making sure that you don't you know your volume limits, like we say over here, it's like in the, in the 50s, you know, if 50 is your 10 out of 10, sometimes you might have to go to 60, depending on 
if you have three different sets of machines, if it's an all cardio day and all the flywheels are spinning, or you guys have fan bikes or assault bikes and they get loud over the music, you might have to violate that number and go a little louder than mm -hmm. normal because when you hit it hard in a workout or dropping deadlifts, if, if it sounds like bombs exploding in your building, there's gonna be times where you're gonna have to crank that up louder to accommodate that to really hype that energy. So being aware of what's going on and how that can change from moment to moment is kind of key too. Because I've been known to kind of hover at the clock for the first 30 seconds of something getting started where there's like a heavy row. And then as soon as that's over, kind of making sure you turn it back down for when they're in the rest of that, if it's a big row buy-in or something, um, to make sure that you know, you're not making people's ears bleed, but they're also getting the energy they need in something that's a quick sprint. Yeah, I remember, I'm thinking of a workout that we once did. It was a comp train workout. They came out with this like series of benchmark workouts and one of them was 50 power cleans for time at 225, <laughs> I think it was the weight. And it was just every single person in the gym was doing singles right from the first rep. And uh, yeah, it was just relentless dropping. So yeah, that would be a good example of a day. You probably have to go a little louder or else people are just gonna hear the barbell. I'm glad the foundation of our building survived. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does sound like bombs dropping. Um, so let's wrap this up by talking about um, players. I mean, some of this might be obvious. We actually recently came across a uh, Patreon slash SoundCloud account that someone had recommended that we've really enjoyed, so I'm gonna share that. Um, but the most obvious one for us is Fit Radio. And if you guys haven't tried Fit Radio or aren't using Fit Radio at your gym, I would highly suggest it. I mean, it just, the thing that Fit Radio does different and this other SoundCloud does different than just a, a Spotify or Pandora is that they don't let it linger on any one song for too long. So even though you might not love a particular song, the fact that you know that another song is only 45 to 60 seconds or sometimes less around the corner, that's a big deal. And um, you know, so we do fate, we create a favorites playlist on Fit Radio where you can, if you really like a, a playlist, you can favorite it and then you have a, a list of favorites that you can play. And, and streamline it. But I personally don't pay a lot of attention to the music, the actual playlists themselves. So I like Fit Radio because it, it kind of dummy proofs what I'm trying to do. Yeah, what I love about Fit Radio, there's a, there's a couple different things. You alluded to you know, the, the yoga studios and the things that you will build these playlists with crescendos and, and ups and downs and, and different beats per minute, like peaks and valleys. Um, you can shop by beats per minute. So if we're heavy deadlifting, I'm not playing a fast playlist. I'm not trying to like hype up because I feel like there's a little bit of a hive you know, we're, we're kind of like ants or bees where if the vibrations in the room are going fast, you're gonna see people start to AMRAP their strength mm -hmm. piece. Just by the nature of those beats per minute, kind of rushing them around, especially if they're feeling, you know, feeling the song and they're just trying to stick with the beat. And the same thing will happen if you have a really slow playlist some people won't be able to tap into the zone that you really need them to get into and, and kind of you know ski hard or row hard or the cyclical movements tend to be in that way where they'll stick to a certain pattern where they could go faster if you maybe hyped up the beat a little bit. So I like to shop by beats per minute on Fit Radio. I also like to shop by category. So they have lifting, they have you know dance, they have Zumba type stuff. Yeah, I, they think, have, I think they have, a, they might have a CrossFit one. I know they have NC Fit has like its own set of playlists on there, which is yeah. cool. 
Yeah, they have it. You can shop by workout style, and you can also shop by genre. So, you know, if you have country fans, there's country workout playlists, but there's also cool down music. So I'll click on cool down playlist when I want you guys to be flat on your back, and I want to shift the vibe into real dedicated stretching and mindful breathing. I will put on a really slow playlist and really get their namaste end of the day to get that class experience, you know, filled out for them. Yeah. So the SoundCloud that I want to share, it's actually accessed through Patreon. Patreon is just a way for like artists and creators to have a way to make money off of their work. So a lot of YouTubers have like private communities on Patreon and that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com. And um, I found this, this guy the other day, I forget who recommended him, but it's DJ Brandon Wade on Patreon. And then if you sign up for his thing, it's about the same cost as a Fit Radio or Spotify you get access to all of his playlists, and um, it's, that part is hosted through SoundCloud. But the only way to get access is to pay, through, pay for his Patreon. And he ha well, the mixes that I really like that he does is he does different styles in the same mix. So he'll have some pop, he'll have some dance, he'll have some hip hop, he'll have some rock, some older stuff, some newer stuff, all in the same playlist. And I just find those to be the best playlist because it's, it's something for everybody. And those ones tend to move even faster where you might be on a song or a beat for only 20 to 30 seconds at a time, but it all flows together really well and gets into that next style. Yeah, if you're, if you, if you're looking for like a new inspiration, they have so many different things to choose from on his little subset of things, and they have really good descriptions on them. The one thing that I have run into, though, is that I cannot use them for my kids' class because <laughs> there's not um, explicit lyrics filtering on some of those, so be careful if you run kids in your gym or you have you know, a lot of youthful patrons or um, people who you don't want explicit lyrics for, so just... Uh, asterisks on that playlist <laughs> yeah it's like adult explicit it's not like there's not it, massive curse words. not massive it's curse words but not to the point that you want to play it in a kid's class yeah um so yeah that's it uh if you guys have any questions or have any i'd love to hear if you guys have any playlists or play, types of, of uh softwares that you've used apps that you love for this that are not the things that we talked about Please share them. I'm always open to having new ideas and trying new stuff out at the gym. Um, so don't hesitate to reach out. Andrew at FitTown.com or Melissa at FitTown.com. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.